We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori Simone. I'm your host, Tori Simone, and you guys should have seen how I just had to like completely reconfigure my whole setup because I had such a bad shadow on my face and on video and now I think I fixed it and I think this setup is like actually good. Kind of, I don't know, I'm still trying to figure, figure it out, build a studio, the whole nine, decorate it. The whole reason I haven't decorated a studio first and foremost is because I don't know what the vibe I want to be. I know roughly what I want it to look like, but I can't find the right furniture that's like matching the vibe that I'm looking for. And that's a difficult part of it. But anyway, happy Monday, guys. I hope you guys are having an amazing Monday, an amazing manifest Monday. Um, I'm having a pretty great day. Thank you so much for asking. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about today's episode because we are talking about journaling, which is a topic I not only love and geek out on, but it's one that I really believe in, like most things. Well, honestly, like all things I talk about on this podcast, I really believe in it and it's part of my daily routine and it is one of the small details that can be 
easily looked over and had it be not looked over, it will like completely change your life. And it's incredible what journaling can do. So I'm really excited to talk about journaling today and getting into the nitty gritty of it because you might be surprised about a thing or two when it comes to journaling and what we think journaling is versus what it actually could be. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, But before we begin, I want to say happy spring. Um, Spring was technically last week on the 20th, and I didn't even know that was the first day of spring. I don't know how I missed that memo because I am a sad girl all winter, and then spring hits, and I'm suddenly a different person. Like, I'm happy. I'm more, you know, enjoyable to be around, like, life is better. The weather has actually warmed up since Monday, like since since spring. So like spring has sprung, like it it's here and I'm loving it. And I feel like this year, maybe it's just because I'm following different people and the people I surround myself with kind of speak like the same wellness language as me. But I feel like this year there has been so much talk about spring equinox and journaling prompts for the spring and like reinvention going into this spring season. And it's really cool. I don't remember it being this mainstream in years past. So it's really cool to see wellness be so relevant in so many people's day-to-day lives. I really like that. So that's been really cool to see. So happy spring. I hope you guys are having great weather wherever you are and are enjoying spring. I have three new obsessions that I quickly want to talk about and kind of unload a little bit because um, I just really feel like I need to talk about them. The first one is puzzles. And I can't believe I am almost 25. I'll be 25 in a week, which is crazy, but I'll be 25 and I am my mother. Okay. My mom, when her and I were in Idaho, my mom is such an iPad kid. And I knew that like from being at the beach with her and just like having her as my mom, like my mom is an iPad kid through and through. And all day, she's just like on her iPad, like clicking, doing things, moving her little pen around. She's always on her iPad. And she's doing like, I don't really know what she does on her iPad. Like she plays like word games, brain games. She does puzzles on her iPad. Um, She does a lot of work on her iPad. Like my mom's just an iPad kid through and through. And, you know, it's a great thing. But anyway, when we were out in Idaho, um, she was just doing puzzles a lot on her iPad. And then last week I went over to my parents' house for dinner and my mom's iPad was sitting out. So I just picked up the puzzle and started doing the puzzle that was on the iPad. I had so much fun that as soon as I got home that night, I downloaded a puzzle app on my iPad and I do puzzles all the time now. Like it is so much fun. Um, So the way that I, like I, I've been in a really, really great morning routine this past week and I've been loving it. I was sick last week and this week now that I'm like better, I feel like so excited to like get back to the world and like get back to myself that I've had a really great morning routine. So like I wake up, um, naturally to light. I've been using my Philips Hue as my alarm clock instead of like an alarm clock. And it's been awesome. So I've been waking up to lights, I journal, and then I go downstairs and I have a 
an espresso with a little bit of creamer in it. And then while I drink that espresso, I will either read a book or do a puzzle. And lately I've been puzzling and it's so much fun. Like it just, it's really soothing to my brain first thing in the morning to puzzle. And also like when you're puzzling, like you can't think about anything else other than the puzzle. It's so therapeutic, dare I say. What are the kids saying? Therapy dupe? Like honestly, no, honestly, there's nothing that dupes therapy because I've learned so much in therapy. My life has changed. But puzzles are very therapeutic and very soothing to the mind. And it's also just satisfying. Like having all the pieces fit together. Wow. It's just life-changing. So I've been doing that in the mornings and then to kind of round out my routine, I'll finish it. Um, Then after my puzzle, I will plan my day. And then typically I will roll out my feet if I'm going for a run. So like I'll roll and then I'll go upstairs, I change, and then I go do my workout, whatever it is, whether it's Pilates or a run or yoga or spin. It's always one of those four. Um, So that has been my morning routine lately. And the puzzle is like what I wake up to and look forward to every single morning. It's been really fun. And I have to actually stop myself because it's like, I'm kind of slow with puzzling right now. So it'll take me like an hour to complete a puzzle. And I have to stop myself because I will do like, I'll get lost in like an hour of a puzzle. So I try to puzzle in the morning. And then like when I'm done work, instead of going on Instagram or something like that, I will just open up the puzzle and puzzle. (laughs) Something else that I'm really trying to be mindful of It's my social media intake and my social media, um, how much like I'm consuming of it. And I'm trying to think like my grandma, meaning like when I was out in Idaho, my grandma has so many like hobbies and activities. I mean, granted, she is 82, 84, she's in her eighties. So like she does, you know, like the old lady things, like she's so cutie, but she'll like play mahjong with her friends and like she works in the library where she lives and like she goes to lunch and she does little workout classes and she walks around and looks at art like she's so cute and it makes me want to be like you know what I should be living as if I'm like an 84 year old woman and not go on Instagram because I really just waste so much time on Instagram and I don't even feel relaxed at the end of it. Like I'm just looking for something mind numbing and that's just so convenient and it's such a big habit of mine. And it's one that I really want to break because I never walk away from Instagram feeling better. But when I like puzzle or read or go for a walk, I always walk away from those activities feeling better. And I still get like that mind numbing look or feel that I'm like looking for. So I'm really trying hard to like limit Instagram intake. And it's really Instagram and YouTube. Surprisingly, YouTube shorts. I've been like really watching a lot of YouTube shorts, which is embarrassing to say, but whatever. Everyone has their vices, I guess. Um, But anyway, I'm obsessed with puzzles and I just use 
the puzzle app on my iPad. I just went on the app store, searched puzzles, and it was the first one. It's free and I love it. And I have a really, um, really fun time puzzling. I do it every day. Maybe I'll start posting my puzzles on my Instagram. Speaking of not trying to be on Instagram as much, but the YouTube or sorry, the podcast Instagram is at manifest for the Tori Simone. If you guys want to go follow it, it is a pretty good Instagram account. If I do say so myself. Okay. My second obsession, the song rose colored lenses from Miley Cyrus's new album. Oh my God, that song. I don't know what they put in it, but I'm addicted to it. Like I need it in an IV and I need it in my veins at all times. The last time I felt this connected to a song was um, Unholy by Sam Smith and Kim Petras. When that song like, first came out, I remember texting my boyfriend and my best friend. I'm like, I could not be more obsessed with the song, even if I tried, which is so funny. But that's how I feel about rose colored lenses. Is it called rose colored lenses or glasses? Let me look it up. Rose colored lenses. Yeah, it is so good. Um, I heard it on Instagram actually for the first time. And you know who I heard it on their account? It's this cute little girl. I don't know her name, but she's like so freaking cutie. Um, I think she's in middle school and she does like get ready with me's and a skincare routine and like hair care routine. She's so cute. And she's such a product of like YouTube and like TikTok and Instagram and stuff like that. Like her routines that she does, like she has like the cute little makeup headband that like Alex Earl wears and Xandra and like all those girls. Like she's so cutie. And not to make it about me, but she kind of reminds me of how I was at her age because um, I started my YouTube channel when I was in eighth grade. And I think she's younger. If I had to guess, she's probably in like fifth or sixth grade, probably fifth. Um, But like if I could have done that at fifth grade, like I would have. Like she is so cute. She's so cutie. driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that I've been able to use it for all of my businesses across uh, the last few years, and it's been really amazing. What I love the most is that I'm able to put down like exactly what it is that I want on Indeed and the candidates that match that get sent right to me. And then the hard part actually becomes narrowing down which ones are the best for me because they all are exactly what I'm looking for. And then it really just comes down to like, which do I vibe with the best? And that's honestly pretty hard to choose from. But Indeed makes it really easy for me to find really good quality candidates that find exactly what I'm looking for instantly. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to Indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy, to EMF management, and circadian-friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want a sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with a sauna. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. But anyway, um, she was doing like a skincare routine and her brother was in it and um, the song was playing and I was like, oh my God, this song is so good. (laughs) So then I listened to it and I was like, this is so good. And then I put it on my running playlist yesterday. I never, I normally do not run to music, but yesterday I woke up and I was like, I really want to run to this one song. Let me tell you what, because it's so good. Um, it's a song called shake it and it's by Troy boy and oh gosh, Guayana. Guayana. Um, it's on the album that's called influendo and it's called shake it. It is so good. 
And I really wanted to run to that yesterday. So I was like, let me just make like a quick little running playlist because I was doing a speed workout yesterday on the track. So I was doing sprints. I did six rounds or six sprints of 400 meters, which is a lap around the track, I hope, because that's what I did. I did a lap around the track. So I hope that's 400 meters. And it was, um, the first two were rough and I was like, this sucks. But then the last four were awesome and really fun. But anyway, I put rose colored lenses on that playlist yesterday and it was the perfect running cadence for my sprints. Like every single beat is when my foot hit the ground and it was perfect. And I, I've been obsessed. Like when I say I listened to that song yesterday alone, probably 80 times, I'm not exaggerating. Like I had it on repeat. You know, what's so crazy when I was finishing work yesterday and I was like done, I went downstairs and I started to puzzle and I put on rose colored lenses and it took me and I started a new puzzle. It took me an hour and 10 minutes to do the puzzle. I listened to rose colored lenses on repeat for the entire puzzle. Like I'm obsessed with this song the way I like need it all the time. Like I wish I could play it right now. Like I'm obsessed. Um, it's so good. I don't know why, but it just like, it's giving me everything that I need. Okay. And then my third obsession is very specific, but it's the pink lemonade crystal light packets in my Stanley cup. I'm obsessed and I just can't get enough. Like Andrew Huberman he's also an obsession. Like I talk about him in every podcast episode. Andrew Huberman put out an episode about hydration and water. And obviously I listened to it and I knew I don't drink enough water. So I've really been trying to drink a lot of water, but I just don't love the taste of water, which is why I normally put lime in my water. I just get bored of the taste of water. So I don't really drink a lot of it. And nowhere near as much as I should, but when I would run at the beach a couple, when did I do this? Like maybe a month ago, I went for a run at the beach and I got back and we had crystal light packets at the beach house. And I was like, Oh my God, I want mine. It was pink lemonade. So I put it in my water. I had like four waters that day because I kept putting pink lemonade crystal light in it. And I was like, this is like the secret. So then I came home and I bought crystal light packets. Me, It was so funny. My boyfriend and I, we went to Wegmans the other week. Um, no, we went on Sunday we went because I wanted to get Diet Coke. I wanted to get tangerine sparkling water, which I'm also loving sparkling water right now, specifically tangerine flavored sparkling water. And I wanted to get pink lemonade crystal light packets. When I tell you we went in for those three things, we walked out with so much liquid, like so many beverages. It was not normal. We walked out with pink lemonade crystal light packets, half and half, crystal light packets, peach mango crystal light packets. He's like really into fruit punch right now. So he's like in his fruit punch era. So he got like two boxes of fruit punch crystal light packets. Um, we got diet cranberry juice. We got grapefruit juice because I like grapefruit juice and club soda mixed together. It's a really good combo. We got diet Coke. He got root beer because he likes that with rum. Um, he also saw like vanilla Dr. Pepper. So he got that. He's like, this is going to be the best thing I've ever had. So then he got that. Um, what else? We just got so many beverages that like we walked out and we're like, are we okay? Like it was not normal, but anyway, I've been having, so my thing is like, I do my morning routine. 
and then I work and then I have lunch and lunch. I've been having a really good lunch lately. I made the sandwich that I found on Instagram and it's a ciabatta bread. I hope I'm saying that right. Buttered, toasted, take it out. You put on basil pesto on one side, garlic aioli on the other side, turkey, like deli turkey meat, um, tomato, salt on the tomato and mozzarella. And then you eat that. Oh my God, it's so good. Um, I will put it on the podcast Instagram today on the stories. If you guys want to go look at the recipe, um, it's from an account and my phone's downstairs. Otherwise I would tell you what the account is. I can't remember off the top of my head, but anyway, so I have that sandwich for lunch and then I will fill up my Stanley cup with a pink lemonade crystallite packet and I will drink, and that's 40 ounces of water. So I will drink that by dinner time. And then at dinner I switch to like my nighttime beverage, which is typically a sparkling water or club soda with grapefruit juice. And it is so good. Like I'm obsessed. Like I can't get enough of pink lemonade crystal light packets. I'm so obsessed. And it's a good way to get like water in. Like I really definitely do feel more hydrated, but I've tried to like switch up my waters. So now my Stanley is dedicated to my pink lemonade crystal light packets and my yellow hydro flask. If you guys are watching the video, I'm holding up my yellow hydro flask. This is just water. Okay. So if you see this, know that I'm drinking just plain water and I try and do this in the morning. So I try to have one of these whole, uh, hydro flasks in the morning ASMR. I'm I have to say this as well. I'm over everyone being so ASMR on social media. I really am like everyone, like they hold up a product and they're like, does anyone actually like that or did just like a small population like it? And then everyone tried to like do the appeal for the small population of people that liked it. Like, I feel like the majority of people, like if I were to hold up like this candle, like, do you really need me to like, I just see people always going like this. And I'm like, I don't think everyone likes that as much as we think we all like it. Anyway, I digress. I try to drink a whole hydro flask. One of these in the morning, I think this is 32 ounces in the morning. And then by lunch, I switch over to a crystal light iced tea. So then that's what's 32, 72 ounces of water, which Andrew Huberman says 80 ounces of water. <laughs> so I'm like trying my best. I really am. And then when I run, um, I just still try to finish this. I'm really just not the best at drinking water, but I'm really trying my best. And if it's by drinking pink lemonade, then like, so be it. Then so be it. Wow. I spent a lot of time talking about that. But anyway, those are my three new obsessions right now. Puzzles, rose colored lenses, and pink lemonade crystal light packets. I'm like obsessed. I want to say quickly as well that I have launched a new digital planner. Yay. Okay. So um, I launched a new digital planner and I think I launched it yesterday. If all goes well this week. I launched it on Sunday. Um, and it's currently available. It's live on my Etsy shop and on my website. My Etsy shop is Etsy. Um, dot, no, what is my Etsy shop? I actually always forget. Um, Etsy.com. Yeah, it's Etsy.com slash shop slash the manifest planner. I'll have that link down below, but it's also on my website. And my website is themanifestplanner.com. This digital uh, planner is the manifest planner, which is the planner that I created. 
Um, and the only difference with this one than all the others that I've released is that it starts in April. So it's an April start digital daily planner. So it goes April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January of 2024, February, March. So it goes April to March. Um, and I like doing that. Um, I want to do a new planner for each quarter. So April starts Q2. And um, this is really great for all of you people out there that are like me, that like fresh starts and want a planner to also reflect a fresh start. So if you're looking for a new planner for spring or you're looking for a, you know, you feel like you want to get a new planner, but all the planners that are dated start in January or they start in August slash July, like a lot of academic planners start to kind of roll out around this time. I wanted one that starts in April. So I have an April start digital planner up on my website. It's digital only, not physical. Um, And I also have a digital undated planner. If you prefer undated and you don't want like pressure of dates or anything like that, that is also up on my website and my Etsy shop. And if you are looking for a physical hardcover copy of planners and the manifest planner, I do have physical versions of the manifest planner. Let me pull it out. I do have physical versions of the manifest planner up on my website as well, themanifestplanner.com. Um, and along with that, I want to say that I am working on a new physical product of the manifest planner that I'm really, really excited about. The number one feedback that I get about the hardcover physical manifest planner is that it's so big and you can't really bring it anywhere. And for me, that was always like, yes, (laughs) like I know. Um, Personally, I don't bring my physical planners anywhere. If I need to bring it with me places, I just will like take pictures of it. But I also realized that like I work from home, so I don't need to be like bringing my planner back and forth from like home to the office. But a lot of people do that. So I'm working on a new physical product that I'm really excited about that's going to be much smaller and much, much, much more portable, but still have all the good stuff that makes the manifest planner, the manifest planner that will be rolled out. I'm not sure, but I'm working on it and it will be, it'll be available this year. Like it's not going to be like a next year thing. It'll be available this year. And I'm really excited about it. And the shipping costs are going to be so much lower because I'm going to start selling all of my planners, my physical planners on Amazon. And that has been like, I'm really trying to figure out Amazon. It's low key, not as easy as it looks. So I'm figuring that out, but, um, I will be moving most of my inventory of physical planners, I should say over to Amazon because it's going to be cheaper for everyone. It's cheaper for me. It's way cheaper for you guys with shipping. Like the shipping now is just so crazy, but Amazon has really low shipping rates and a lot of people pay for prime and stuff. So like you pay in advance for shipping rates. Um, and for me, it's a lot cheaper as well. So like it's a win-win for everyone. So I'm moving most of my hardcover inventory over to Amazon, but that takes time. So that's just what the holdup's been. But the new planners that I'm going to release will be most likely exclusively on Amazon, um, which I'm very excited about. I know you guys are also really excited about, but I'm working on a new physical product. I'm 
really, really excited about it. It will be much smaller and much more portable. And I'll let you guys know when that's ready. But anyway, the Q2 April start digital daily planner, manifest planner is live right now on my Etsy shop and on my website. It's $19.95. And you guys don't even know how much I'm working on with the manifest planner company and everything that's going into it. I'm working on educational content. I'm working like how to use the planner and how to use good notes and everything like that. I'm also working on, I'm just working on so much for the company and I'm really excited to continue to roll out one new products, but two, like almost like a, a freshen up of the brand because I just see it being so much bigger than it is right now. And I just have a lot of big ideas that I'm working through and that there's a lot going on behind the scenes you guys aren't seeing. And I'm really excited to bring that to light soon. So anyway, wow, I've really been rambling, haven't I? This has been 25 minutes of me just um, rambling. So anyway, let's begin on how to journal and everything that you guys need to know about journaling. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So I feel as though journaling tends to get a bad rep and a misunderstood rep. Growing up, whenever we would see journals in TV shows or movies, it was always the diary. You know what I mean? It was always like, I think of Freaky Friday when um, Jamie Lee Curtis is the, being the therapist and she's re- and she's she has a patient in the room and the patient is like, well, I read my my daughter's diary and she likes this boy and I'm worried, doctor. And Jamie Lee Curtis, who's Lindsay Lohan's body in Jamie, no, it's Lindsay Lohan in Jamie Lee Curtis's body. She goes, you read your daughter's diary and like freaked out about it. And that 
I think is how so many people perceive journals, especially to be. It's a place where we dump secrets and we don't want anyone to ever read it. And it's almost like this shameful thing, like you have a diary, da, 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 and then you get like teased for it. You know what I mean? So I think journaling slash having a diary gets a bad rep and a rep that is commonly misunderstood. However, I I don't subscribe to that idea of what journaling is. And I hope at the end of this episode, you think of journaling in a different way because journaling is so much more than just writing down what happened during the day or writing down your feelings or these journal prompts that we see all over social media, which are great. I'm not discounting them. I think they're awesome and they're very thought provoking. But journaling doesn't just have to be something that's really deep. In fact, for me, when I journal 90% of the time, it's like very light. It's very, I'll get into it, but it's it's not very deep. It's not very like, let me look inward and do the inner work. It's like that 10% of the time, but most days it's very light. So here's how I like to define journaling. Journaling is emptying the brain. I really like thinking about journaling this way because it makes it more approachable. It makes it easier to do and it makes it more sustainable and way, way, way less intimidating. And when you think of journaling as simply emptying the brain, you'll realize that you probably journal a lot more than you think you do already. So what are some ways that we currently empty the brain? Well, for me, a big way that I do it is through journaling, but I also do it in to-do lists, grocery lists, when I text someone, an email. Those are all forms of getting things off of my mind. And journaling is like a physical manifestation of thoughts. So when we have thoughts in our brain, they are, I don't even know what a thought is. I'm reading this book called Metahuman. And one of the questions that um, Deepak raised was, oh God, I should like actually look it up to make sure that I get it right. But it was along the lines of like, what is a thought? And why can't I see a thought? or something along those lines. And it's it's so true. And this was actually something that I was thinking about a couple of months back. And then I read it in this book. I'm like, huh, good to know that he thinks about this stuff too. So when he said that, I felt like validated. I was like, oh my God, like other people are thinking this. And he's like, so intelligent. So I'm like, I'm so happy. But anyway, um, journaling is a great way to get something that's intangible, such as a thought onto a piece of paper or onto a screen in front of you and be able to see it visually. If you're someone that's visual like me, that really, really helps, but also be able to actually like view it and then work through something that's intangible. Like in our mind, when we have so many thoughts or we have like a long to-do list, we just have a lot of clutter in our mind. It can feel really overwhelming. But if we can dump all that out onto a page, onto a to-do list, onto an email, whatever it might be, it makes it feel so much more manageable and it makes it feel like not so daunting. And it's something that we can now see, work through, compartmentalize, and either put it to rest, put it to bed, or work through it and then move on from it eventually. 
So journaling is so much more than than just oh, I had a great day and this is why, or this is what happened on a fight that I had today with my coworker, whatever it might be. Like, it's so much more than that because it's, it's simply in my mind and the way that I like to think about journaling is that it's simply emptying the brain. And there's a lot of ways to do this. Um, and I'll get into a couple methods, but another way that I want you to think about journaling, such as emptying the brain is, Whenever you write a text to someone, you have a thought and you think like, oh, I should ask so-and-so if they want to go get drinks, or I should text so-and-so to pick up printer ink on their way home. Something like so small like that. But if you didn't do any action on those thoughts, it would stay in your mind as just thoughts that never got done. So writing a text to someone about a thought that formed in your mind is a form of journaling, which is crazy to think about because we don't even think about journaling as something like that. But that is an example of it. It's emptying the mind and getting a thought, something that's intangible in front of us where we can see it, we can visualize it, and then we can work through it. Another way that I want you to think about journaling are um, vision boards, mood boards. We're seeing so many mood boards and vision boards and collages, which I love. I love to see that. And it's it's a form of journaling. If words aren't really your language, uh, I was going to say like your love language, but that doesn't really apply. If words don't do it for you, maybe pictures do, maybe drawings do. Drawing is another way of journaling. Painting is another form of journaling. I think that's why when people bullet journal, it is so therapeutic and it's so popular for so many creative people because it's a way to express yourself and empty the brain. Like creative people tend to have so many, you know, thoughts and and patterns and colors and artwork like running through their brain at all times. So for them, jotting down kind of what they're creating in their mind is a form of journaling. So there's just a a bunch of different ways to interpret journaling that don't have to be the whole dear diary approach of journaling. And again, there can be the prompts and there can be the introspective questions that make you think, but it doesn't have to be like that. That's just what I'm trying to get at here is that there's so many other ways of journaling than what we traditionally think of journaling to be and journal entries. So let's start with one, how to start journaling, because I know a lot of people want to begin to journal, but they don't necessarily know where to begin. They don't know what to journal. That's a question that I get a lot is like, I just don't know what to journal. Like I open up a notebook and I don't know what to write. So we'll talk about how to start journaling what to journal, and then methods of journaling that you can do every day, and then how you can incorporate journaling into your everyday routine. So let's start with, if you want to journal, but you don't know where to start, this is what you do. Now, I'm a little bit biased, but the method I'm about to explain is the method that's in the beginning of the manifest planner. And this is a method that I truly believe in that I've been doing for years and years and years. And it's one that has really worked for me and worked for so many other people that I just know it's really powerful and it really gets you in the right mindset for journaling tomorrow and the day after 
and the day after, and then the week after, and the month after, and the year after. It's this one exercise that has such a large domino effect that it will change your life if you adapt this one method of journaling. So I invite you to get a journal, whether it's a blank notebook or maybe it's on your laptop if you want to do it digitally. Um, Maybe you just want to go buy like a blank notebook, whatever it is. You could get the manifest planner. Um, I do have a journal. It's called the manifest journal and they are prompted journals. I'll get into that in a little bit, but the beginning pages of the manifest journal, which is available on my Etsy shop and my website, the beginning pages of the manifest journal have this method. The beginning pages of all my planners have this method and the method that I'm about to explain is also available just the method on its own. It's called the manifest worksheets, but you don't need my specific worksheets to do this. You can do this in the front of any notebook, any journal at any time. So crack open a fresh journal and this is what I want you to do. This is what I call the manifest method. So you're first going to write a letter to yourself and this is an open letter. You can write this a year from now. You can write this in five years from now. You could write this in 10 years from now. You could write this by tomorrow. What this letter is going to say, it's going to say everything about your ideal life, about your dream life. I call this your higher self. How is your higher self living. And this is where that whole, like, there's no time cap comes onto it because that's only something that you can decide when your higher self, in what time frame you're putting this passage as your higher self in the manifest planner journal and worksheets. I always say, write a letter to your future self one year from today and just say all the amazing things that you accomplished over this next year. But if you would rather write it in the perspective of five years or 10 years or 20 years, go for it. They're also, you're also, you know, you also might not be able to say like, I don't know when this is going to happen, but I just know eventually this will happen. Write this letter. In this letter, I want you to get so specific about every detail of your life where you're living, what your career is, how much money you make, how happy you are, or maybe happy isn't the right word, but how you feel every day. Um, Are you in a relationship? What's your relationship with yourself look like? Do you have kids? How do you spend your free time? Where do you spend your money? Do you have hobbies? What do you smell like? What does your house smell like? What does your house look like? I have a bunch of prompts listed in the manifest planner to kind of like get you thinking as well about this sort of stuff and the manifest worksheets and the manifest journal to get you thinking about this stuff. But I want you to write down a passage about your dream life. And this is something that can never be too dramatic. It can never be too big. You can't dream too big during this. In fact, I think if anything, you can dream too small. I want you to get as elaborate and detailed as possible during this letter and really like dream big. If you want to say that you own a $500 billion brand, then do it. If you want to say that you have 50 acres of land, then write that down. If you say that you live in a penthouse in Manhattan, I want you to write that down. Whatever your dream life is, 
write it down and this will come back to your higher self. This is going to set you up for dreams, for goals, for manifestations, for life priorities. So really take the time and write down a life that you would be so proud to live, to lead, to have others involved in. Really, really, really sit down, take the time to write this and get so detailed, like your hand should be like cramping at the end of it, okay? So write down this letter. This is in the beginning of the journal. Write down the letter. Then once you're finished writing down this letter to yourself, I then want you to look and reread the letter and pull out priorities or maybe I should say reoccurring themes that you see in this letter. These reoccurring themes are going to be priorities in your journal and in your life. Priorities could include career, relationship, finances, hobbies, travel, things like that. Like those are just examples. Spirituality, those are all just examples. So of those reoccurring themes in your letter, and I want you to draw a circle and I want you to allot a percentage of your life to each priority. This is called your life pie. Now for me, I have six priorities in my life. And of those six priorities in my life pie, like let's say career, career is one of my priorities. Career is probably about 45% of my life's priority at this point in my life. So I'm going to draw in the circle a pie slice that's 45% of the circle and write career in that. That is like a visual representation of how much time, energy, thoughts in my daily life, in my weekly life, in my monthly life, in my yearly life that goes into career. Now, this is also a really important lesson to learn for smaller slices of your pie. If there is something that is a smaller priority in your life, but still a priority, for example, finances. Finances is a priority in my life, but it's not one that I spend a ton of time every day, week, month, and year obsessing about, thinking about, putting energy and time to. So in my life pie, I'm going to put about 5% of my priority into my finance column. But that also means that when something comes up financially that stresses me out or feels like a burden, I'm only going to allot a small amount of my day, time, and energy to obsess over it, to worry about it because it's a smaller piece of my pie. So having your life pie be a physical, visual thing that we can see, it really helps me especially manage emotions and thoughts when it comes to those certain um, priorities in my life. A big priority for me right now is my health and wellness. Partly because I'm training for a marathon in November, but also because I'm really taking wellness big right now. So I'd put that at about 30% of my life pie, which means that 30% of my days, weeks, months, years, 
time, energy, resources are being funneled to health and wellness. So do you kind of see how this all lines up? So once you have your life pie made with your one to six priorities, then you're going to take those priorities and you're going to make a goal for each of those priorities. The goals are going to be in increments of five years, three years, one year, six months, one month, one week, and today. Now, the choice is up to you if you want to start at today and work up to five years, or if you want to start at five years and then work down to today. Um, I honestly do both. I have done where I start at the top and work down, and then I started at today and I worked up. It sometimes just depends on the priority. Like sometimes it's easier for me to start at square one and be like, okay, this is where I'm at today. And this is where it's going to be next week. And then this is where it's going to be in a month. But then other times it's easier for me to dream big and be like, okay, well, I want the Manifest Planner company to be here in five years. So I need to do this in three years. I need to do this in one year. I need to do this in six months, et cetera, et cetera. So it really just depends which way you want to start from. But you're going to write down one to three goals per increment per priority. Where this will land you is with today. As of after completing this exercise, you are going to feel so aligned with your higher self, with your goals, with your priorities, and you are going to feel like every single day has purpose, has direction, and has intention behind it. That is the purpose of setting up your journal this way so that every single day you are working towards this higher version of yourself. You are working towards something more than just who you are today. You are constantly working to better yourself. And that is so important. It gives direction and it gives purpose in every single day. And truly, that's what the Manifest Planner does best is it gives purpose in every single day. And I really believe in that. And I really stand by that because I feel every single day that there's purpose in the days, whether the purpose that day is to sit on the couch and do nothing, or whether the purpose that day is to get all my planners on Amazon, or whether the purpose that day is to go do a speed workout, or whether my purpose that day is to tackle a hundred things on my to-do list, whatever it is, every single day has purpose. And I feel that way because I'm aligned with my higher self because of this exercise. So I really, really believe in that. So setting up your journal with a clear vision, with intention and with purpose will make it that every single day when you open up your journal, you have something to journal about. So if you want to start journaling, but you don't know how to begin, this is how you begin. And you will be amazed at how effortlessly you will feel like you have something to write about every single day. So that's a manifest method. That's how you're going to start your journal. Now let's talk about a couple methods of journaling and a couple ways that you can journal every day. The first way is prompts. Um, Prompted journals are incredible and there are a lot of journals on the market that have prompts already made in them. There are a lot of podcasts out there that give daily journal prompts. There are tons of Um, journal prompts on Pinterest, on Google, on Instagram, on TikTok. What I'm saying is if you want to find a prompt, 
you can find a prompt every single day that's going to be different. You can find a question. You can find a passage. Um, There's this one podcast. It's called Daily Affirmations, and they give you two affirmations each day, a question, and a quote. And I really like it because you can write down the affirmations and then it'll ask you a question and you write down, you know, the question and the answer, and then it will leave you with a quote if you can write that down. That in and of itself is a prompted journal and that could be all that you need and then you're done. Prompted journals I think are great because they offer a lot of guidance. They offer a lot of direction. They offer a lot of introspective thinking. Um, Sometimes they can just draw up like a memory And then you just have a nostalgic mindset for the day. And I think that could be really beautiful. There's so many, there's so much good that comes from prompted journals. And I definitely encourage a prompted journal, um, maybe once a week, if not every single day, if you are looking for direction in journaling, that's a really great place to start. For me, I find that if I had like a heavy prompted journal prompt every single day that was very introspective, it would be a little too much for me every day because like I said, most of my journaling prompts are what I call a brain dump and I'll get into that next. Um, But they're very light thinking for the most part. But there are some days where I'm really feeling like I have a lot of thoughts in my mind or I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling uncertain and I want the direction, that's where a prompted journal comes in. Those kind of, you know, like I said, take a little bit more work to go find those journal prompts unless you have a journal that has prompts in them. And I'm also working on something where I will be releasing daily journal prompts to you guys every day if that's something that you would be interested in. Stay tuned for that. That is one of the things that I'm working on. But um, that is option one of a prompted journal. You can also create your own prompted journal. And the manifest journal is a consistent prompted journal every single day. Um, Another journal that a lot of people use is the five-minute journal. That's an example of a constant, consistent prompted journal. So my favorite way of doing prompted journals are with bullet points. And what I like to do is write down the date. I like to write down the time that I journal and typically the weather. I just like to track it. I don't know why. Um, I tend to find that on sunny days, my journal prompts are a lot happier than on days when it's raining or overcast, which is ironic, but I like to journal that stuff anyway. So I write the date, I write the time, and then I start with bullet points and I write down three people that I'm sending love to. And this can be very broad. It can be very specific. And I typically write down like why I'm sending love to those people. So I always start with sending love. And I remember when I first started doing this, I just randomly did it one day. I was like, I just feel like sending love out to people. So I wrote down who I sent love to. And that day I got two texts from people that I haven't spoken to in a very long time. They're like, I'm thinking of you. Like, I hope you're doing well. And I'm like, oh my God, what you give is what you get. Um, and that was really cool. Starting the day with sending love to people is also a really great opportunity to forgive people and to move on from something. Like maybe you feel wronged by someone or by a situation. If you can send love or forgiveness to that person or to that situation, you will feel so much inner peace. And it's such a great way to kind of let go and start fresh without maybe getting an apology from someone or without getting closure from the other person. Allowing yourself that closure and sending love to others is such a powerful way 
to take power back sometimes in a situation where you feel powerless. So I love doing bullet points where I send love. I do this every single day where I send love to people and it's really powerful. So number one, three people that I'm sending love to. Then the second journal or the second bullet point that I do is gratitude. Um, I will write between one to three things that I am grateful for. And this could also be in the form of manifestations. So for example, in your higher self letter, let's say that one of the, um, one of the sentences that you wrote down was that you are so proud that you ran a sub four hour marathon. That's just an example. You can write down, I am grateful that I am running a sub four hour marathon, or I'm grateful that I ran a sub four hour marathon at the Philly 2023 marathon, whatever it might be. So you can use gratitude as present tense And you can also make it into manifestations to where you are manifesting a dream life. You are manifesting your higher self by expressing gratitude to your present self in the higher form. You also don't have to go that deep with it. It could also just be, I'm so grateful that the sun is shining today. I'm so grateful that the birds are chirping. I'm so grateful that I have water to drink. It could be something as simple as that. But expressing gratitude every single day is so incredible. And then the third bullet point that I would do are affirmations, one to three things. Um, and this could be, I am a sub four hour marathon runner. I am a founder of a million dollar company. I am a mother of four. I am whatever it might be. Affirmations, affirming statements. I am blank. And again, if you have trouble thinking of those, um, that podcast that I mentioned earlier, um, it's called daily affirmations. It's orange when you go to search for it, um, that will give you affirmations. And some of them are like, I am a good listener, or it could be, I am responsive to other people's emotions without letting it impact how I feel something like that. And then the last point that I would write down is a goal, a daily goal. This is tying right back into the higher self letter and right back into your life pie and then right back into your goals. Having a daily goal is so important. And like my daily goal today is to hyperlink six months of my digital planner. My goal yesterday was to list my planners on Amazon. My goal the day before was to make lasagna soup for dinner. My goal the day before was to lead a really fun spin class. So your goal is just getting you one step closer to living and embodying as your higher self, which is that letter that you wrote in the beginning of your journal. So you kind of see how this now all ties together, right? This method of journaling is exactly what the manifest journal is because it's what I do every day. It's what I really believe in. So love, gratitude, affirmations, and a goal. Um, you can get the manifest journal on themanifestplanner.com or on my Etsy shop. It's only available digitally right now. I am working on getting that a physical print. So stay tuned for that. But that is one method of journaling, prompted journals um, with obviously prompts. And those are like prompts that you can do every day as well that I wanted to mention and include. Okay. The next method of journaling is a brain dump. I love brain dumping. This is what I do every single morning. Here's what I should say. I kind of do a couple different journaling sessions throughout the, throughout the morning specifically. 
when I wake up, I do a brain dump, which I'll explain in a minute. And then when I open up my manifest planner, I do my prompted bullet journals with love, gratitude, affirmations, and a goal. The manifest planner has all of those prompts already in there. And that's kind of like how that journaling is set up. The manifest planner is really where journaling meets planning. Um, but I normally do a brain dump first thing in the morning when I wake up. So a brain dump is getting anything out that you have in your mind on paper. Um, If you guys have read the book, The Artist's Way, which is a really great book, it's by Julia Cameron, she invented something that she calls morning pages. And that's three pages of just writing, whatever comes to the mind. I've tried that and For me, brain dumping is like a smaller modified version of morning pages. Typically when I wake up, I always just have something in my brain that I just want to kind of get out. And when you wake up and when you have, not even when you wake up, but when you have a thought in your brain, it feels like the only thing that matters, right? Like that's why we text someone when we think about something that comes into our brain. That's why we write an email to someone when it comes into our brain. That's why if we have a grocery list, that starts because we think like, oh, I need to make sure I get X, Y, Z at the grocery store. Like there are reasons that we text people, email people, write down to-do lists, write down grocery lists, all these forms of journaling. There's a reason for that. And it's because we have these thoughts that come into our brain and we need to clear our brain, rid our brain of these thoughts and either work through them, compartmentalize them, or empty our brain of them and just forget about them. That's kind of like what a brain dump is. Brain dump is you just write down whatever's on the brain. So sometimes for me, when I write down a brain dump, it will be like, I don't have a single coherent thought and then I'm I'm done. Other days for me, it's like I woke up and I had a really great day. I had a really crazy dream. And then I'll write down like my dream. And then I'll say, I want to do these things today. And I'm so excited to go for my run later. And I'm did it or whatever. It might just be something like that. Like today when I woke up, I wrote down that it was raining and that I could still hear the birds chirping. And I felt like that was some sort of analogy that I had to like figure out. Um, I also wrote down, what else did I write down today? I honestly can't even remember what I wrote down today. Yesterday I wrote down can't remember what I wrote yesterday. Tuesday, I wrote down that I was like really happy. I just remember I woke up so happy on Tuesday and I was just like over the moon and I was so happy. And I just kept saying that in my journal, like, I'm so happy today. I'm so blessed. I'm so whatever. And I would just brain dump. There are days when I wake up with a lot of heavy stuff on my mind and I feel really, really anxious. And it feels like the world is like ending in my brain. You know what I mean? Like I'll write down like, I'm worried about this with business. I'm worried about this in friendships. I'm worried about this. And I have this on my mind and I need to do this today. I have a million things I need to do today. Da, 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 da. And I start to just like go crazy on the paper. And then after I'm done writing that, I always feel better. And you know, what's funny is as soon as I get it out on paper, it suddenly doesn't feel as big. When something is in my mind, it feels like the only thing that matters. But as soon as I get it out on paper in front of me, I always write about it with the intention of let me get it out so that I can clearly look at this or so I can go do something else, clear my mind and then revisit this. But really, honestly, 10 times out of 10, I never revisit my journal entries to go work back through them. Writing them down is enough for me. 
And that is really telling. And I think that is really crazy. And that is how journaling is so transformative, how like literally something in your mind feels so big and so drastic and so life-changing. And then as soon as you write it down, you're like, actually, that's not life-changing at all. And it's not even as big as I thought it was. It's not even like a huge issue for me. It's so crazy how journaling can really like humble you and like recenter you and just bring you back down to life. It's so awesome. But I will say this with brain dumping, put a time limit on it. Because you could really spiral here in a brain dump. You could write for three hours and just spiral and overthink. Like how we overthink in our minds, we can definitely overthink on paper. So set yourself a time limit. I feel like 20 minutes is a really good time limit for a brain dump because it gets out everything that you need and then you aren't like going to go back and repeat thoughts and you aren't going to go back and spiral over a certain thing and overthink or overanalyze a sentence and really get into like a deep rabbit hole. We want to avoid that. So having like a 20 minute time limit on a brain dump is really, really key. But brain dumping is something that I do every single morning. So I brain dump. So like how it goes is like I wake up, I brain dump in my journal um, and then I will go downstairs and I do my puzzle, you know, that whole thing. And then when I plan, that's when I do the other um, like bullet journal. I know it's not technically a, a bullet journal, but like a prompted journal with like those bullet notes that I talked about. So that's like how I journal every single day. Another method of journaling is lists. Writing down a to-do list is a form of journaling. Writing down grocery lists is a form of journaling. Um, and kind of to go along with this, other forms of journaling that you might not think about, the notes app on your phone, that for me, it's literally my second brain. My notes app on my phone, like, you know that like um, TikTok trend that was going around where it was like, it was like, oh, someone hacked your phone, like pay them like a like thousand dollars or they're going to like leak your messages and then people will like hold out their credit card and it's supposed to be like, oh, no one, like I hope people don't see like my messages with my best friend or whatever, blah, blah. That's me with my notes app. Like if anyone got into my notes app, they would be like, what goes on in this girl's brain? Like I'm afraid of her. My notes app is so scatterbrained and it's so crazy, but it's so me. Cause I just have these thoughts that I'm like, I really need to work through this thought right now, but I don't have the time, the space or the energy to like really give this thought more thought. So what I'm going to do is write it down and come back to it at another time. And nine times out of 10, I never come back to it because it's not as big in the moment as it actually feels like I'm on my notes app right now for my notes for this episode. And I'm just looking over at all my other notes. Like yesterday, I wrote a note that says, I jump in the ocean every single morning. Number one, like I, I literally don't, like I don't live near the ocean right now. What I meant by this was in the summertime, I want to jump in the ocean every single morning. But I just, I remember I was like hyperlinking yesterday and I was like, I really want to like jump in the ocean every day. But I was like, okay, I need to focus on hyperlinking and not jumping in the ocean. So I wrote down this note, I jump in the ocean every single day. Another thing is when I listen to podcasts, I will take notes a lot of the times. Um, so I was listening to this one podcast on the skinny confidential and I wrote down this quote, the best don't get bored of the basics. And then I wanted to write like a whole passage about that. Cause I thought that was so interesting and like, how can I incorporate that into my daily life? But I never got back to it. Like I just wrote the best don't get bored of the basics. And like, that's just where it lives. And like, that's good enough for me. 
Um, looking at some other things. I have so many to-do lists in here. Like on Friday, I wrote today, record and send pods and ads, order groceries, get my life back together for fuck's sake. <laughs> okay. Um, water intake. Oh, this was from my Andrew Huberman um, episode that he did about water intake. 80 ounces of fluid first 10 hours a day, four ounces for every 15 minutes during exercise. And then I wrote, so today I, I need 92 ounces of water. And then I wrote, um, I kept track, but I didn't get past the first one. So what I'm getting at is that like my notes app literally is like my other planner. Like it has so many random thoughts in it throughout the day. And I feel as though if I didn't have a notes app on my phone, I would have like a little notebook with me all day. And I would have these same like little jots just written down all day. If for me, it's just such an easy way to work through what I'm thinking. It's so therapeutic. It's so soothing for me. It feels really good. So that's just like such a great way of journaling for me. Um, so notes in my phone, it's just simply emptying the brain, jotting down ideas to revisit them later. If you even remember to, we chatted briefly about vision boarding. I think that is such a great visualization of journaling and a really great way to journal. Um, writing an email to someone can be very therapeutic and really emptying the brain, even if you don't send it or if you just save it as a draft, or if you schedule, send it to yourself, not to the person, but just send it to yourself. Um, those are all really great methods of journaling. Now let's talk about how to make it into a routine. Number one, keep it simple. If you want journaling to be a part of your routine, it has to be something that's sustainable that's easy and that you can do mostly every day. For me, I have this little journal that I got from my friend Jen when she did a journaling workshop at Stride. And um, she gave us all these little journals and I just keep it next to my bed. And um, it's nice and small. It's nothing crazy and it's blank. And I just keep it right next to my bed. And my routine is I crack my eyes open. I sit up. And I journal, I grab my journal. I don't go to the bathroom. I literally like, I do not get out of bed until I've journaled and I'll just write down whatever I feel like. So some days it's nothing. Some days it's a lot. Some days it's a lot of gratitude. Some days it's me being sad. Some days it's anxiety. Some days it's just sending love. Who knows what it's going to be every day. It's a little bit different. Um, and that's, that's good enough for me. Typically it's like half of a page, um, the pages are small, so take that into consideration, but that's typically like how much I write each day in the morning for a brain dump. And I feel pretty good about that. Then, like I said, I go downstairs, I do my puzzle or I read, I have a little bit of coffee, um, and then I plan. And then in my planner, I do my prompted journals of three people I send love to gratitude, affirmations, and one daily goal. So keep it simple. This routine really works for me. And that is awesome for me, but it might not work for you. I know some people like to journal at the end of the day. Personally, I am so tired at the end of the day that I just want to go to bed. I'm so much more of a morning person. I feel like I think very clearly in the morning and I'm very energetic in the morning and I'm just my best in the morning. So I always like to do morning journaling sessions, but I know some people are very thoughtful and introspective at night. And I also think that there is 
most definitely a time and place for like an outdoor sunset journaling session. Oh my God, like that is where some of my best ideas have ever come from. So just find a time where you feel inspired to journal. And sometimes the inspiration comes from routine. You're not always going to feel inspired and that's just like part of life. Like you're not always going to feel motivated. You're not always going to feel inspired, but having a routine where you are consistent in journaling, you'll open up your journal and just feel inspiration, which is a really cool thing. Do it as often as you can. That's my second tip. Do it as often as you can. Every day is not always possible. And I do not journal every day. Like when I go to like down to the beach, like I don't bring my journal with me. Um, That's really it. Like when I travel on the weekend, stuff like that, I don't really journal that much. During the weekdays I do, um, I try to journal every day, but I just do it as often as I can. I don't put pressure on it. Like nothing's going to happen if I don't journal. Only good happens if I do journal. So like I know it's going to make me feel good. So that's why I try to prioritize it. But I just do it as often as I can. But I do write down like notes apps in my notes app all day, every day. So I guess if we're counting that, then I do journal every day. Um, and like I said, I still do it when I'm in bed. So just find a time during your day where it makes the most sense to you to journal and make it part of your routines. Like I said, my eyes open up, I grab my journal. I don't even go to the bathroom. I went through a phase where I would journal while I was going to the bathroom because I was like, Hey, may as well knock out like two birds with one stone, whatever works, do what you got to do and find a time that you like to journal. And I just want to kind of recap this whole episode and say journaling is the act of emptying the mind. And if I did not journal and I lived with all of these, these thoughts that were just so cluttered in my brain all day, every day, I would actually go crazy. And I am so grateful for journaling where it gives me an escape. It provides me, um, the, reflection of my words, of my thoughts. And I'm just grateful that I can actually see the thoughts that I have inside my brain on paper. And it's really, really good for me. It's really changed my life. And I know I'm thinking of a couple of friends that have recently started journaling and they all say the same thing that like, it really does change your life. And if you're, if it feels too serious for you to intimidating for you. Just remember that like most of my journal entries are very fluffy and most of them are very like, I don't really know what I'm writing about today, but like I woke up and the birds are chirping and it's going to be a great day. Like that's honestly what a lot of my journal entries are. Every now and then I will get like a surge of inspiration, an idea to work through, a prompt that I really like that I see on social media that like I want to write about. But most of the time it's very fluffy. It's very light and um, it just feels good to empty the brain. So guys, I just had a journal. Um, There's no right way to journal. There's no wrong way to journal. This is just how I do it and how I recommend getting started and things like that. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I hope you found value in it. If you did, please be sure to share this episode on your story with your friends, rate the podcast. It helps the show so much. The show is growing so fast right now and it's growing so much and I cannot thank you guys enough for all that you guys are doing for the show. It has just been so amazing to watch it just really climb and grow so fast and really just 
get bumped up with ratings and shares and stories. And it's just so awesome. You guys are loving the show so much. It's everything I could ever ask for. So thank you guys so much. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Happy Manifest Monday. Next week is my 25 lessons I've learned in 25 years because it's my 25th birthday next Monday. So that'll be a crazy, crazy episode. Um, But thank you guys. Have a wonderful week. Happy Manifest Monday. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys.